Welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. This is your host, Tanvir. I chat with former athletes turned executives on leveraging the principles from sports to win in business. Today, I'm speaking with Shannon the Cannon Hudson, founder and CEO of Nine Round, who has had more than 30 years of training in martial arts and is the IKF light middleweight kickboxing champion of the world. Shannon, welcome to the interview series. Hey, thanks for having me, Tanvir. I appreciate it. Awesome. So for everybody watching or listening and, uh, and reading, can you please give a brief background about yourself, your business, and, and what you've been up to these past few years? Yeah, happy to. My name's Shannon Hudson. I'm the founder and CEO of Nine Round. Actually, my wife is a co-founder with me, and we work the business together. And people ask, what is Nine Round? Nine Round is a 30-minute full-body circuit training kickboxing workout where you get fit, never hit. It's all about fitness and fun, having a great time, giving people a fighter name uh, and making it fun, right? And we started the brand in 08, 2008. And here we are with uh, 600 units in 20 countries uh, in 2022. So so we love what we do. And it's, it's a franchise model to confirm. Correct. Right. We have five, five corporately owned locations right here in Greenville, South Carolina. These are for testing, for training franchisees. And for the community, and for the community, of course, and then the rest are franchised. Yes, amazing. So let's get into it. I I come from the franchise community now, not in terms of fitness, but restaurants and retail. Uh, when you have the franchisees involved and you're scaling operations, uh, it gets pretty messy very quickly in terms of operations and control. And let's bring in the digital side of things as well. So how has that been for you since you started and through the pandemic? I'm sure there's been a bunch of change. Yeah, no, you're right. And the first point you you made about franchising is you lose some control and you're so correct. You know, the corporately owned stores that I have, I control the, the hiring, the firing, uh, you know, when we open, when we close, you know, all of those things where the marketing, everything, whereas franchise, now it's an independent operator out in the field and, you know, and you don't have as much span, the span of control is less, right? So, so it can be a little bit of your heart gone, right? A little bit of your heart, but you can grow much faster because I'm using other people's money and capital and their resources in their community, right? So that's the power of franchise. It's an amazing model. Now, the second part of your question, digital-wise, you know, we did not have a big digital presence. And most fitness brands don't. Uh, some had it prior to COVID, but we did not have a big, you know, we're we're, we're people, we're, we're movement. Yep. You no, know, we're like, hey, come do the workout with us. You know, the people's what makes the energy and the fun and the party. So when the pandemic happened, I'm telling you, Tanvir, we had to turn on a dime and I'm very blessed that we've been super disciplined with our money. We were able to turn, we're able to turn very fast. We have zero debt on the company and that allows you to be able to do things you know, in a hurry if you have to. And sometimes speed is more important than perfect execution. So when the pandemic happened, man, I needed speed. I needed speed. And we threw together a at-home workout service and put it in our franchise portal for franchisees to sell like within a week. And I'm very proud of that. Wow. Today, today, Tanver, we've got a beautiful studio. We have a uh, uh, actors and backup dancers. No, they're not really backup dancers, but they're, they're, you know, and we create this beautiful content and we're on all the app, Roku, Android, iPhone, and it's a beautiful product and it's resulted from the pandemic and it's beautiful now, but at first it was not beautiful. That's great. And when you mention Shannon, that speed is more important than getting it perfect. I'm, I'm of the exact same belief. I've made huge mistakes, but 
I made him at a speed where I was able to recover and find a new way uh, much faster, but which in the long run, looking back was the way to go. Otherwise you would never get anywhere. I, I always use this thing that what will kill you is being still and not making any, is decisive or not being able to decide. So, I mean, when you do make these decisions very quickly, I'm sure the team that you've had before, let's say the pandemic, after, now after the pandemic at the corporate level, things are different. They have to change. They have to now be okay with experimenting and having some, you know, digital ad campaigns not go their way or um, piloting some systems that you might not use. How has that shift been in the mindset and how have you led the team through that? Yes, yeah, a great question. And I love answering this one. And because I have so many ideas and things I like to try and, mm -hmm. and, and I like to move so fast that it can frustrate my team if I'm not careful. Right. Absolutely. And, and, and you, and, and CEOs have to be very careful here because they're visionary. You know, most CEOs are very visionary and very big thinkers and they're not in the trenches every day. And if you throw too many things, you will, you will bind up your, your company and, and nothing will happen. Right. Except frustration. And I tell you, you know, my wife, she's the chief operating officer, Heather, and she's an amazing, amazing executive. And I, I noticed I was frustrating her the most because she was getting the brunt of all my ideas. Like I'll, we'll be at home and I'll be like, hey, listen, to this idea I got, you know, oh, I read something today. And, and she's and it would just frustrate. So, so what I did and, and I just recently done this and it saved my marriage and my business is I created a, a little committee called the Strategic Innovation Committee. I just gave it this name. Yeah. And there's people in my company, it's about six people, it's not a lot, that I meet with every six weeks and we just kick ideas around. And, and Heather's a part of that group. But now I have a group of, sound, of sounding board of OGs, you know, people that were with yeah. me from the beginning, yeah. people that were some new ones, and, and of course, Heather. And, and it really kind of, you know, we could all kick ideas around in a fun way. And sometimes we do it on site, sometimes we go off site to do it just for fun. Um, but I'm telling you, you have to be very careful about, uh, about the ideas and pivoting very quickly with your team. Yeah, I love that because I was in a business as well where it was founder led, many businesses, large businesses. And we have a similar problem where the CEO and to his or her credit, their job is to find the best next possible strategic step change in the business. And what happens is you're right. It frustrates some of the operational people, uh, people that are actually executing. Hey, listen, I got my six month plan. Now you want me to change this? No, 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 don't change it. But how do you want me to then execute on what you're telling me to do? So I think committees are great. And also having a run through a, some sort of a sign-off process that says, hey, if we do X, Y is a trade-off and this has to stop, uh, which I think you're doing as well. So it's great to see that. And, and the fact that you're aware of that, uh, I think is, is the most important thing. On that note, from a team perspective, how, ha how, do, you, how do you make sure your marketing, your technology, what, the new tech team that you're probably building in-house given the, the change in demand, and then your operations, which is led by your wife, how do they work together to make sure that the customer experience does not suffer? Man, great, great question. And it's like right hand and left hand, right? Sure. It's like marketing and operations are like, have to be just, just lockstep, right? And speaking of innovations with tech, we have been doing some really things in the, really neat things, I think they're neat, inside the studio. For example, having screens on each round Mm -hmm. demonstrate a live person demonstrating the drill we call it daily workout screens and i'm so proud of our it team our tech team they developed the software 
themselves. We, it's not a third party. We made it. So, you know, you're trying to create a business that's easy to run, but hard to duplicate, right? Yeah. Hard, hard to copy, but easy to run. Um, and that's not an easy thing to do. So, so it's so important that we always keep ops and marketing like this, especially with these new innovations, whether it's digital marketing, whether it's print collateral pieces, whether, you know, whether it's how we talk about the brand, the lingo we use, you know, Starbucks has their own lingo, you know, a vente, you can't, or yeah. I go in there and say, give me a medium. They're like, what? What's yeah, they look at you the wrong way. Like, what, what are you doing here? Are you don't belong yeah, here. Like, so, <laughs> so, so all of those things have to lock. And I think that's why it's important to um, have, make sure that you have these meetings and when you have committees or meetings, if you want to grow a big company, I believe in keeping committees small, keeping keeping groups small, small teams, a lot, a small dynamic team can make a very big impact. So, keeping those teams locked together, um, every morning at nine o'clock, eight fifty nine, not every every Monday morning, eight fifty nine a.m., we have what's called an alley rally. Alley rallies where everybody in the company comes over, comes to the dry to the big glass dry race boards we have in the company. And we have 10, about 10 KPIs on the board, you know, studio count, member count, new initiatives we're doing, how many are on our digital service, all these things, how many are on our digital, our on-demand program, how many members, you know, and we all, we put the number up for the week. And if it goes up, we all go, yay. And if we get, it goes down, we all go boo. And that, and that 15 minute alley rally sets the week. And this is one of the little things we do to develop culture. But also alignment in, mm. in marketing and operations. And man, and at 9.15, when everybody goes to the cubicle or their office, everybody knows what we're doing. We know exactly what we're doing, you know. And we end the week, we book in the week with a workout we call Fit Friday. Everybody goes and works out together, a nine-round workout. So so we, we book in the weeks, you know, the beginning and the end to yep. keep everybody aligned. It helps with culture and keeps everybody moving the right way. If you can't measure, you can't manage it. So mm. I, th I think, you know, I, I love the fact that you actually are analytical and, and your team gets what they need to execute on. And it's almost a scientific approach that, that I believe if you can take out the guesswork, align on what you have to do based on the metrics you want to move, then just invest in your actions and effort. Forget about the results. The results will come. Yeah. Um, so when, when you're doing that as a team, what are some examples of maybe when you're not so aligned, and this is for other CEOs that are reading or, or, or listening, versus when you are aligned, how do you know there is alignment? Or, or even better yet, how can you tell a CEO that something is not right between these two teams? What are some signs or symptoms? Wow, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, well, if the results aren't showing up, I mean, there, there's got to be a, yep. a, chink, a chink in the armor somewhere, right? It's like, I'm in the fitness business and clients come in to lose weight all, you know, they want to lose mm -hmm. weight. You know, a few weeks go by, they haven't lost anything, you know, so, so what has changed? What's, what, what, what's happening? You know, something's changed, you know, something, something's not working, right? Something's not working. So, so we have to go back and kind of just start from re-engineer it from, let's start from point one and go back. Oh, well, that's not working. Point two. I'm a big golfer, by the way. I don't know if you know, I love to play the game of golf. I just love it. And when I'm not playing well, I have to go back to the very basic fundamentals and say, okay, is my grip right? Is my stance right? Is my alignment right? And I have to go go work kind of ground up backwards. So we have, when I see numbers not moving the right way, there's probably not alignment. And of course, team energy to me, to me, team energy is attractive. 
when I say attractive, I'm not mean attractive, sexy wise. I mean, attractive, like an attract, it attracts more, more, yep, more of it, more of success. And when I see a team member get excited about a goal or a number on a board, I know they're aligned, right? I know they're, they're jacked, as jacked up as I am about it, you know, and, and when they're spitting, and they spit the number out, I don't. You know, so it holds them account. And when they're spitting it out, like, hey, team, listen, what we got 11,800 members on our digital service, you know, we're doing nine round now every week. I mean, they, see, now I know they're they're aligned, right? So, so you know, the, the energy of the team member is, are the results the right way. Those are signs that I've got everybody aligned and going there and doing the right things. Beautiful. Now, as you are executing on, let's say, your metrics on a weekly basis, uh, you're making progress. Sometimes there are things that people don't agree with there. And, 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 you know, I've been on both sides where my team didn't agree with me, or I didn't believe that the leadership team had the right interest in mind based on what I was looking at. What are some things that, that you think are in today's day and age, especially with the talent that we have lots of turnover, what are some of the reasons that there's lack of alignment or, or resistance to change? In your opinion, yeah, that's um, you know, change is hard. Yeah, let's just face it, it's hard. I mean, yeah. try drive a different way to work in the morning. It's just weird, right? Have to think about it's, it. Yeah, yeah, that's just you know, it's just hard. It, and no one likes it. Everybody gets settled in a routine. You know, I mean, it's just it's just human nature. No one likes change. So, you know, I we try to cultivate a place here, and this goes back to culture in the CEOs on the line. All, appreciate this. It's about making people feel heard. And even if they don't agree with the de decision the CEO makes, at least they got to say their viewpoint and be heard. And again, that's why I created that strategic committee, because I could hear ideas because they weren't getting the, the ideas to me. They weren't and they didn't feel like, you know, like they were being heard. And these are people that have been with me some 10 years. You know, wow. anybody can be good for a year. I mean, any company may be good for a year, maybe two, but you, you run for 14 years like we have and led this space, you know, leading for four, we're the biggest kickboxing fitness chain in the world. We have been for over a decade. Yeah. And I'm not saying it to brag. I'm just saying to be, to do that for 10 years plus is not an easy task. And you have to have team members that have ideas and you have to show them that they're, that they're heard. So I think if you can create a culture where they're heard and they have a place to voice these ideas and opinions even, and the, what the decision is, they'll go with, they'll go, they'll follow the leader. If you, they have that kind of respect. And the fact that you've had this going on for 14 years, I think it's, it's a testament to the leadership that you bring. You. Uh, so let's switch some gears here, um, Shannon, and walk me through personally, what has shaped your leadership, your style, your, your values? I, I think, and I'm guessing a big part of that is your athletic background. But, but what has it really been that allows you to lead every single day for, for this long? Well, thank you uh, for the compliment. I really appreciate that. You know, a lot of leaders don't get compliments, right? It's, it's, it's lonely at the top, right? It's lonely, man. I'm telling you, man, I ain't got no friends. <laughs> you want to be my friend? Got it, buddy. <laughs> um, you know what are the biggest thing I've had, you know, um, I have an older brother, nine years older than me, who started martial arts when I was born. And growing up in the martial arts, I grew up in martial arts. I went to watch him do karate when I was a little baby. And, and I, you know, and I started karate when I was seven. So, and what martial arts did for me, 
I mean, my name's Shannon. I mean, come on, I had to be tough, right? I got made fun of so much. But what martial arts did for me that I didn't know it was doing for me, not only did it make me tough and, you know, and, 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 and you know, where I could, and confident, but it taught me how to set goals from white belt to yellow belt. And that's really short-term goals with a long-term goal of being a black belt. And that's a skill set that you don't learn in school. I mean, I don't, they don't teach that in school, right? And I learned that in martial arts. And then I got the competitive bug and, you know, and, and just that grit of when you're in the ring and everything is hurting, mm-hmm. but you can't show the opponent that you're hurting, right? It's like a poker. You, you got to not, I mean, he hits you, you got to, like, I didn't even, yeah. you know, so all of those things combined with, you know, military dad, my father, my parents been married 50 something years, perseverance. Wow. I mean, can you talk about sticking to it? I mean, uh, me and my wife been married 15 years and, you know, so all those things just combined to put me where I am today in my, in my life. And uh, I'm very thankful for so many, so many of those things and very blessed uh, to have learned those and try to execute them at a very high level and dem- to demonstrate for my children. I have two kids, a 15 year old son and a 22 year old daughter. And, you know, I want to show them that if you work hard and have grit and perseverance and treat people yeah. right, you can really do some great things for the world. So well said. that's it. You know, my coach, so I played college football, our coach would always say, uh, it's a privilege to have the opportunity to work hard. Mm. That's all you want. Great quote, great and quote. If you, can, if you can just outwork the opponent, you know, the scoreboard will take care of itself. Other thing I, you reminded me was, uh, I remember our coach would say, you know, don't put your hands on your, on your thighs between plays because the O-line now knows you're tired, they're going to run right at you. So it's, uh, it's, it's funny, you know, it's, uh, you can't, you can't let the opponent know no matter what sport it is. And I think there's, and I, I relate with you because in football, you know, you got 40 different people, um, you gotta be able to work with people, even though you might not like them off the field, but on the field, you gotta get a job done. Right. And, um, so I think sports is, is absolutely critical, um, in terms of developing leadership styles. Um, in addition to, I like what you said about you know, you had an older brother, uh, your parents and the values that you got. How, how are you now trying to get the next generation of leaders in your company to, as a role model, how are you modeling the right behaviors? How are you taking what you've learned and getting these guys and girls to really step up now as the next CEOs of the world? That's a great question um, because the ultimate mastery, I think, is creating other leaders. Yeah. Right. I think that's what you're getting at. And it's like martial arts, like creating other black belts. I mean, that that's a real, you know, that's an amazing thing. So how do I do that? Well, I have to give them a path here. Right. So we have to map out a path. And, you know, I have people that have said to me, I want to be CEO one day. And I love that. I don't that doesn't threaten me. That excites me. I'm like, great. That way I can take a break. (laughs) <laughs> much needed so, break <laughs> yeah i'm like good man i'm glad because it's hard um so i think you know giving them a path is the key and being open and communicating with that you know our our yearly we do yearly evaluations with everyone i think most companies do and and it's a, it's about having that candid conversation where do you see yourself in one year three years five years could you see yourself in a director position manager position uh because we'd love to see you there right it's it's, it's those kind of conversations that have to happen. And yeah. you're not doing that with your people and giving them a pathway, uh, 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 something to climb. 
man, then you then you're gonna they're gonna stall out, right? They're gonna stall yeah. and, and and leave. So that's what it's about: communicating, setting goals, and giving them a path. What do you think are the most required skills of the future in this mm. digital first world? Um, yeah. In the digital world, I still think communications is key, numero uno. More important, yeah. I believe, at this point yeah. than it was. Yeah. I totally agree. I mean, be, being able to craft a great email or write a blog yeah. or create a presentation or speak on the phone or ask for something, and those skills are will never go away. I tell people owning a business is the best personal development program you will ever do because whatever you are weak at, whether it's communication, team building, sales, marketing, whatever it is, it will shine, right? It will come through. So those skills still the base, back to the, my analogy of the basics, the basics, you know, keep the hands up, keep the chin down, the basics, right? The basics of communicating, of sales, of marketing, of team building, those skills in the digital world, because it's still a business, right? It's still yeah. a business. So you still got to have those skills. What do you do as a CEO? And this is, again, back to the question or for the audience that's listening. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure they'll take some something away here, Shannon. What do you do personally, daily, weekly, monthly, annually to help, to help yourself lead in the best way possible? Lots of distractions, lots of things are changing, uncertainty. You know, what what is your formula or framework to leadership? I love love that. And you've been asking some good ones here, uh, Tanbeer. I tell you, you've done this once or twice. Um, for me, number one, I have to take care of me. And I have to I have to work out. I work out four to five days a week. Nine rounds. I do nine round two or three. I like to lift weights. My wife talked me into doing a 10K. I'm not a big, massive runner, but I'm going to do it. And I'm running a few times a week now to train for this thing. But exercise, number one, your most important muscle in the world, all your CEOs online is your heart. What do you, sorry to cut you off there. What do you tell people who, who will say to you, hey, I don't have time to work out? You know, like- <laughs> Yeah, I, I say you have to make time. I mean, it's like you have to put in your calendar an appointment, right? Because yeah. if you don't, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Like I, you were in my calendar today. It happened. It's going to ha it happen. Mm -hmm. If you don't, if you just say, well, I'm going to work out tonight. I mean, it's got to be in the calendar, you know? So, so number one, you have to do that. Me, I'm a constant. I love learning. So I'm, a, I'm always reading something. I'm always reading. It might it might be a spiritual book. It might be a business book. I don't read a lot of fiction. I've read I, my wife every now and then to get me to, uh, especially if we go on vacation. We'll read the same book together sometimes. And but I'm constantly learning, listening, listening to podcasts. I mean, I love it. I study. I study. There's franchise disclosure documents. I don't know if you know what that is, but that a franchise system has to give a disclosure document every year, updated. It's the health of the system, right? I re I study those and I'm a little geeky about it because I can learn what other brands are doing. What are they charging? How are they doing this? What does the marketing look like? What are their financials? I can see that too, you know, so I can yeah. study other brands. So those are a lot of things that just keep me, you know, my head in a very good place. Um, again, I like to, I like to work out with my 15 year old son. He works out, he's yeah. into it now. I like to get outside and play golf with my dad. He's 77 years old. And, you know, so I'm a family guy and, uh, you know, I just keep those values close to my chest and, and, uh, you know, I just you know, get up, 
and love what I do every day. So back to your point about the basics. No, nothing that you said is rocket science. It's, it's, no. it's simple, but hard to do. You know what? And I don't get up at 4.30 in the morning and I don't, I don't. You, you don't know, have the, you don't have a 10 checklist, you know, no, morning man. routine. <laughs> and I'm not, re- and I'm not, when I said I read a lot, I'm not reading a book a week. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not like this super guy. I, I'm all about results, right? I want to, yeah. you know, I want to, you know, provide for my family and uh, help a lot of people with what I do. And, uh, you know, if I read one book or 20 books, great. <laughs> if I get it done, I get the job done. Great. Yeah. But, yeah. Awesome. Tell us about, and this is um, an extension of the FD document, the friendship disclosure document for anybody yeah. who doesn't know the acronym. Um, it, it got me thinking, how have you positioned your, your business and nothing, you know, nothing confidential here, but yeah. there's a lot of other businesses that are let's say F45, for example, similar yeah. concept, right? How, what are you doing to position yourself differently? And, and what will you be doing in the future to make sure that people are coming to you for a different value versus some of these other brands that are popping up? It's a great question. You know, boutique fitness is new, right? Yeah. And when I started, when we started in 08, boutique fitness wasn't a thing. I mean, you had, you had curves, the ladies only circuit mm-hmm. which inspired me, right? It's a circuit, mm-hmm. 30 minutes, really inspirational. Um, but that's you had independent yoga studios, some independent karate studios, a couple of personal training. But you didn't have, you know, now you have all these boutiques. I mean, in every modality, rowing, cycling, kickboxing, boxing, I mean, you name it. So it's so crowded today. So so how do we differentiate, right? Well, number one for us, it's only 30 minutes. It's a 30-minute session. It's not an hour. It's not 45 minutes. So it, to the consumer, probably seems pretty doable, 30 minutes. Number two... There's no class time with us because it's a circuit and the timer is going every three minutes. If three people walk in, they all don't start around one. Somebody starts around one, nine and eight, and they go around the circuit like a conveyor belt. Hey, Henry Ford started that, my man. I'm telling you, the the, the assembly line. So so we're wow. piggybacking off of that. And one of our, you know, and like I mentioned earlier, a lot of our new initiatives in the studio, the screens. Yep. And the, um, we have an automated timer over the speakers, not a bell that rings like it used to. I mean, so an on-demand program. So, so a lot of innovations, that's how we differentiate. And to open our gym, 100 to 150K, where the, a lot of the models, like an F45, you mentioned 300, 400K mm-hmm. yep. open. So, so we, we're in a sweet spot. I, we're not the high-end, high-end. We're not the planet. We're in the middle. Amazing. And, and we like that spot because there's not a lot of players there, you know, in the middle. A lot of people try to be the most bougie boutique in the world, yeah. you know, fancy lighting and all about the lighting. And the. we're like, look, get in 30 minutes, get out of there. You know, that, yeah. that's the thing. We're not going to stand around. And I've, yeah. I, I, I've been to a few. And I mean, some of them are like, we got red lights inside and I can't even see myself. Yeah. Like you're gonna hurt yourself, and it's too dark. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're trying to be like you know just too sassy. I don't yeah. know, but it's you know we just and, stick with the stick with the what works, man. Hard workout, thirty minutes, real bags, real stuff, make it happen. And, and thirty minute includes warm up, or is that before? Yeah, after? it does. Uh, it's a self policing warm up. You know, like when you start on a round, you're gonna go slow. A trainer's gonna guide you and say, hey, you know, don't be Bruce Lee on round one. Yep. You know, wait till you're warmed up to be Bruce Lee here, you know, so Amazing. just self, self, self-policed, right? Well, Shannon, this has been a pleasure. 
can you tell other you know CEOs or, or executives listening uh, or potential franchisees that are looking to invest in your business or even people like me who, who are trying to lose another five pounds, where can they learn more about you, the corporate side of things and, and get in touch with you or your team? Sure. Um, you know, nineround.com is our website. It's very easy to navigate through and go to find a studio, try a session. It's free. First session is always free. It's just 30 minutes, which is 2% of your day. You can do that. And as far as CEOs, listen, your biggest job is to be a cheerleader. Be a cheerleader. You're not in the trenches executing as much on the, on the tactical like your team is, but you have got to just be a freaking cheerleader, right? And because it's hard, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. So if they love you and you cheer them on and you support your people, I'm telling you, they'll stay with you. So that's my advice. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Okay. Pleasure to have you on. Yes, sir. Thanks, Shannon.